With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. The KBOC, that's King of DC Media, William Powell, living large and in charge on their radio show. Internationally known, nationally respected, and locally appreciated. This episode is brought to you by DC Actors Examiner, where you'll find my excellent articles about acting. Go to DC Actors Examiner by Googling DC Actors Examiner and click and subscribe. Tonight's guest is actor supreme Daniel Ross, who has recently moved to L.A. and starred in the Ninjas vs. Trilogy. Next week's guest will be self-help author and actor and Marine Kevin Tiggett, who will talk about his new book. It's actually a self-help book. It's excellent. It's called Stop Your Effing Whining. It's a great book, and I've read it, and you should read it, too. That's in order, as the Marines say, Hoorah! The week after that, my guest will be Dion Ardain and Sheila Cutchlow. They're going to be talking about the book, The Mid-Atlantic Talent Guide. And on Thursday, July 3rd, I will have on from AMC TV's show about the Revolutionary War turn, actor Wesley Inslee and Ben Franklin impersonator Barry Stevens. It will be a great Independence Day show for sure. It will be revolutionary. Hey, by the way, folks, you should be following me. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, the handle there is Inside on the Bar Acting, capital I, capital A. That's Inside on the Bar Acting. Or Twitter handle Will on the Bar Pal, that's capital W, capital P. Or Facebook, the handle there is Facebook, it's William.T. Dot Powell, that's T-O-W-E-L-L. But now, we're going to bring in Daniel Ross, who has recently relocated from the DMV area, that's District, Maryland, and Virginia, to sunny and wonderful L.A. Now, Daniel has played in the, the urban thriller All in the Game of the comic book film Sparks, and also Lovely Molly, which was directed by Eduardo Sanchez. So, please welcome Daniel Ross. Woo! What's up, hey, Mr. Powell? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm absolutely fantastic. So, man, tell me, what's hot? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I have some great news to share right off the bat. I, I'm so excited right now because... The uh, uh, Indiegogo campaign for ZCon, 
uh, my upcoming film, Zcon, uh, just success, uh, successfully finished at 110%. Uh, of its goal of uh, 20,000. So I, I just wanted to take a second and thank everybody uh, who shared, talked about it, uh, donated some time and or money. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. Uh, we're going to get started on production, uh, I believe, next month. Uh, so I'm going to be coming back to the D.C. area uh, just for this one project. And uh, because it's for charity, I'm just I'm so excited about it. Um, I get to also... Uh, uh, state uh, as an exclusive to your show that I'm going to be playing a character named Gordon Hansen, uh, who in this wonderful story is uh, a, a very uh, condescending, nar- narcissistic uh, former child star who goes to conventions as a guest uh, and uh, has an interesting role uh, in this incredible film. So uh, not far from who I am, I guess. <laughs> but I'm so excited about it. I just I wanted to take a second and just mention that. So congratulations, Mike Doherty, uh, and the rest of the Zcon team. I can't wait, and I can't wait for you guys to see this movie. Real talk, real talk. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, Mr. Doherty on the show. It's uh, that sounds like a very interesting project. Fantastic, it is. And you know what? It's for a good cause. It's for charity. Uh, all the uh, uh, money raised from the making of this film is going to go to some specific charities. Uh, um, uh, Kids Need to Read is a really big one, uh, as well as the American Red Cross and others. Uh, but I'll, I'll let Mike talk about that when he's a guest on your show. But uh, just know I am super stoked and super excited and thankful uh, that that has finally happened. So, woo! Go Zcon! Now, before we go any further, man, you've got to tell me about your first earthquake experience out there in L.A. How was that? <laughs> oh, you know what? It was a paltry little tiny earthquake. I was laying in my bed, dozing off, and uh, I just I felt this rumbling, and I got, like, I, I, I got uh, goosebumps. And I'm like, huh, that's an interesting sensation. And I go on Facebook, and, of course, everyone's like, oh, felt that one. There's a tremor. Oh, got it. And it was like, huh, cool, an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was my experience. Here. It was very uneventful. Oh, okay. Unlike around here in D.C., we had one about three years ago, and people are still talking I, about I remember it. that one. I, I, that Everybody remembers it. I, I remember it because, again, I was in bed, and I was sleeping, and it was the night uh, that the movie Inception was coming out. And I remember seeing okay. all the promotions on TV and everything else, and I kind of woke up half asleep to hear this, this rumbly noise. And for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, it's, it's a promotion for Inception. Oh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> you know, I just went right back to sleep. So, yeah, no, well, that's, that's my, my first L.A. earthquake, and uh, I guess I've seen it from both coasts. Well, I guess if you stay awake, maybe you'll uh, reduce the number of earthquakes in your life. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if I didn't work so hard, maybe maybe I wouldn't have to sleep as much. <laughs> <laughs> now, the word on the street is that you've been cast in uh, a new a new series since you've been out there. So tell me about that. Yes. Well, first of all, I, I want to know uh, who's talking about me on the street and which particular street. <laughs> I need to know. I'm going to send some of my boys out to have a conversation. Um, okay. Well, yeah, there, there is a really, really exciting thing that's happening right now. There is a series, uh, a book series, called Enoch the Traveler uh, by Lady Soliloquy. And uh, this came out uh, around the new year. Um, Lady has a huge fan base from some of her prior uh, writings, and Enoch the Traveler is her first really big published uh, book. And uh, I was invited down to North Carolina uh, on my way out to L.A. because I took the drive uh, cross-country. And uh, I went down to North Carolina, and I met with Lady and her team and was really, really excited at the idea of you know, being a part of this project. It's a, it's a sci-fi series. Uh, with, with some biblical overtones, uh, but very squarely based in science, and it's absolutely fascinating. Um, I think fans of Doctor Who uh, are really going to be able to latch on to this. It has, a, it has a similar feel while being its own unique thing, and we're really excited, too, because uh, Gareth David Lloyd, uh, who played Yanto in both Torchwood and Doctor Who, is going to be playing the, uh, 
the lead character, Enoch. So uh, really, really excited about that, and I'm really even more excited that I get to play the big bad villain of the series. This is going to be a, a TV miniseries uh, on cable. Uh, as to where specifically, I'm under non-disclosure. I can't talk about it just yet, but it should be coming out next year. So I'm super, super stoked about this, and if you haven't uh, seen it, please uh, go, go buy the book, Enoch the Traveler. Uh, it's available in bookstores, online, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Um, so please do go check it out. It is awesome. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It could be, uh, who knows, the next Game of Thrones type deal. It could be go on for years and years. That would be great as long as Lady doesn't pull a George Martin and start killing everybody off. I don't want to be killed off. I want to I work. <laughs> yeah, this is all you do. Not as, it, it, nothing's worse than, worse than the boy king. So, uh, wow, if, you, if you're that bad, I don't know if you can, you, you'll be around long. <laughs> off with your head, sir. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to see if we can take a call here. See the, the switchboards are lighting up. So we've got a number here. Let's see. You, you mean people actually called in? They wanted, to, they wanted to talk to me? Yeah, they actually want to talk to you. So uh, let's let's see. Do you it. recognize a 498? Uh, I do not, but let's go for it. Okay, let's see who's calling. We don't have any. I don't have a producer here, so let's see who this is. Okay, number 498, I'm going to bring you on the air. Let's see if this uh, will work. Hello, you're you on the air. Hi, am I 498? Yeah, you're 498. That's, Hi. That's a, that's a familiar voice. <laughs> How are you, William? How are you, Daniel? It's Justin Timpane. Ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on? That's the man, the legend, Justin Timpane, my, my that's partner. That's right. Hey, Justin. From, from yeah. Um, look, I just want to call in and say I'm so excited that you've got uh, my best my, my best pal in the whole world there on your show right now. I'm really really am, stoked to hear. I am him. on his show. I am in his show. <laughs> you are the show, <laughs> sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we might as well skip forward a little bit uh, in the order of things here. Well, I think you guys have a, a project. Uh, of course, you did the Ninjas versus trilogy together, but I think you got some uh, project coming up, right? Yeah, there's, um, there's two two projects, and, I, and I'll let Justin jump in. We've got uh, Trek Off the Motion Picture, uh, which is a funumentary about the podcast that Justin and Alexia have. Uh, uh, and we also have, of course, Ninjas vs. Monsters, which has been in development for a very long time. It's been finished, ready to go, and we're, we're so close, so close to a deal. I can, I can just taste it. I, I can taste you watching it. Um, so there, there you go, Justin. Good segue. Um, yeah, we, uh, I'm excited. Um, you know, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago on your show, so I don't want to take too much time for it, but, I, uh, um, we didn't talk about how Daniel, uh, is in Trek off, uh, quite a lot. Um, there's Ooh. one scene, there's one scene in particular, um, well, there are two, two scenes. One, uh, where he hosts, uh, he actually plays MC to a Star Trek themed burlesque show. Um, he may or may he may or may not end up uh, shirtless with cinnamon buns on his nipples in in that sequence. Um, I may or may not. Um, oh, and then uh, and then there's there's a waxing Justin, scene. Justin, you're supposed to be incentivizing people to watch this, not turning them away. <laughs> I can't get that um, image out of my head. <laughs> um, and and Dan, Dan, Daniel's right. We've we've got a, a project in the past, uh, Ninjas versus Monsters, that is very close to fruition. A pro project in the present that is track off. And dare I say that uh, that just moments before he called in your show, I was on the phone privately with Daniel um, as we are discussing uh, what looks really likely to become a project in the future. Uh, I, I won't say anything about that because I won't. Uh, suffice to say that wheels are turning, uh, and when Ross and I get together, uh, we can't be stopped. That's yeah, right. so, so <laughs> some interesting shenanigans afoot, and uh, uh, I, I think it's it's fair to say that uh, you know Justin and I throw around ideas all the time, mostly Justin, 
because he, he's got some interesting things that happen in his brain. Uh, it's one of those <laughs> brains that uh, just weird things happen. So, so this is one of those things that just kind of has come out, and, and we're both kind of excited about an idea, and we're curious, and we're, we're talking about it, and we'll be flushing it out over a little bit of time, and you know, maybe see if this is, uh, if this is what follows uh, ninjas. So we'll keep you well, posted. I, I'm, okay. I'm going to let you go and, and, and do your interviews and talk to everyone else, but I do, I do want to say, uh, along with you, in solidarity with Mike Doherty, congratulations so much on ZCon um, and Enoch the Traveler and the other things you have coming up. Uh, anyone who's listening should go check out Daniel Ross on Facebook. There's so much going on with you. So I'm so proud of you, buddy, and uh, have a good interview. Thanks, Justin. Okay, thanks for calling, Justin. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. So, so now we okay. know in the future who four nine eight is, so that we can we can block that call. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to uh, next on the line. We have my mother. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, love you, <laughs> I figured you'd know. <laughs> okay, Savio. I, I don't know if you the youngsters out there even remember who that is. Uh, a famous guy who used to be on romance covers and all this stuff. The guy he has the oh, long God. hair and the he's. I don't know why you they know, have cast him on. Yeah, you I'm, met him I'm on a plane. You follow my Facebook feed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, as I was returning uh, from a fantastic uh, convention appearance in Atlanta, TimeGate uh, for Enoch the Traveler, I, I had the the absolute pleasure of sitting directly next to Mr. Fabio himself, uh, man of the Old Spice commercials, and I can't believe it's not butter. And uh, yeah, we just we had small talk for the duration of the flight, and it, it's one of those things. Like you know, of course, I have respect for anybody in the industry who who has had some success, and and Fabio certainly has had success over the course of his lifetime. But it's it's one of those things you never anticipate actually meeting or talking to that person, and in retrospect, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I met Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't think there's that. anything more exciting about that that topic, though. <laughs> oh, okay. His oh, okay. okay, okay, that's good. Uh, sounds like a nice guy. Okay, and what other uh, interesting characters have you met out there? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> interesting characters is is an understatement. I, I'm in I'm in Hollywood, and uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I I'm really grateful that I, that I, that I've had the opportunity to come out here because uh, not only am I, you know, shoring up all the connections that I've networked over the years to have, I, I'm meeting my idols, I'm meeting my idols' idols, I'm I, I'm in the thick of it, and uh, you know, I came out here specifically uh, with a plan to focus on voiceover work. And uh, I got to tell you, it's just, it's so amazing. Voiceover people in general are some of the nicest people you will ever, ever come across. And also some of the most talkative and, and, and creatively crazy people. Uh, you know, if you can have a conversation with somebody and it's all different kinds of voices, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, but I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out, uh, obviously, uh, uh, my my friend and mentor David Sobolov, uh, who I've known for many many years, uh, finally you know able to hang out with him on a semi regular basis, and uh, uh, I took a workshop with uh, the incredibly talented Debbie Derryberry, uh, who has absolutely you know become a a, a mentor and a friend, and uh, you know I, I I'm just I'm surrounded by these people that I admire so much. And uh, I, I couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity to be able to do it. I just I, I hope to meet more people. I hope to network more, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, make some cool things happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's see if we can take some more calls here. I see uh, our good friend, Mr. Mitch Marvel, who's almost becoming Mr. a regular Marvel. on the show. Yeah, he's calling in. So let me see if I can bring him on in right right quick. Hey, Mitch. William Powell, King of DC Media. Mr. Marvel. In, in the flesh. Yes, <laughs> that is I. <laughs> what, what Daniel Ross is saying about voiceover people is, is partly correct, because a lot of them are really good people, but you get a lot of jerks in there, too. 
Um, specifically, I heard, I heard, this is a rumor, that in the Transformers series, the guy who did Starscream, biggest jerk. Oh, yeah, the guy, the guy from the video games? Oh, my God. I, I hate him. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I, I heard it on TMZ, though. Yeah, you got to watch what you hear on TMZ. The, the guy who plays Starscream in the video games, he's incredibly good-looking, and, and, and he smells really nice and single, from what I hear. But, yeah, total douche. Total douche. I, I don't like him. I hope this is a guy you know and you're just choking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me. We're, we're talking okay. about <laughs> Hey, you got it. It's a small world we live in. It's a small world we live in. Huh? TMZ is as reliable as anything I read on Facebook, and you know how reliable those are. <laughs> okay. Hey, the world is waiting to know, Daniel Ross. What What's the deal with the bird? What's the deal with the bird? Uh, oh. Well, you know, back, back, home, back, home, back home, I, I, my mother has a, a pet uh, a Moroccan cockatoo uh, that I miss terribly. Her name is Tiki, and uh, uh, Tiki is, is such a sweetie pie, and I used to play fetch with her on the kitchen floor, and, and she says hello, and she's, she's a sweetie, and I, and I miss her. That's the deal with the bird. You know how people, you know, you cry at the end of Old Yeller. That's what it was worse than that when when they had when Daniel had to leave to go cross country and leave Tiki at home. It was <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Look, I, I had you know what Tiki Tiki is a pet and I love her to pieces. But I tell you what, I miss even more. Mitch is my family and my friends. I I miss my friends Aww. tremendously. You included, sir. And 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 you know what I. I hope I do you guys proud uh, while I'm out here. So hey, all you know, got to do is you. send plane tickets. Just send plane tickets, and we're all out there. All <laughs> we're all out it. there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget us. I can a position where I can put you all on a private jet and get you out here and just party whenever. I'll it's take that. I'll take you up on an offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see if I can uh, if I can do that in between payments for my uh, my personal tiger. <laughs> oh wow. Wow, that sounds like a plan. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for listening and for calling. Hey, no problem. I know the people are waiting to call, so are waiting to Mitch talk. Mitch so. freaking Marvel, everybody. Mitch freaking Marvel. That's right. Yeah, super fan. Hey. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, All right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, Daniel, I know you got a, a lot of lot of hot projects. So talk a little bit more about uh, some of the hot projects you got coming up. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> geez, let me uh, let me just break out my notepad here. Um, there are so many things that I, you know have been in development for a while that I've been working on, um, and uh, I guess I should start with uh, uh, Dracul, uh, the okay. uh, the series Dracul uh, being filmed by MCM Films, uh, Mike Marino and uh, Charles Young. Uh, this is a, a cool political vampire thriller that uh, I had the uh, uh, um, the fantastic experience of working on. I, I play on screen and as a voiceover character. I play the voice of the lead bad guy uh, for the first episode, and uh, I play a news uh, investigative reporter uh, uh, towards the end of it. Um, that actually just finished screening at the Hoboken uh, International Film Festival, I believe, yesterday. Uh, so hopefully we'll be winning some awards uh, and continuing work on the series. Um, outside of that, like I mentioned, Zcon, Trek Off, uh, Ninjas vs. Monsters, uh, Enoch the Traveler, uh, and then in post-production, uh, I also have a movie called, and uh, there, there's some profanity here, so uh, children, if you're listening, turn the other way, and or parents, earmuffs. The name of the title is You're Fucking Dead. Uh, and this is uh, being directed by Jay Spence uh, and produced by Corey Williams of uh, Golden Tiger Productions. Uh, mm-hmm. It is currently in post-production, uh, hopefully for, I believe, a fall or winter release. It's a feature film. Uh, I, I don't have any details of where it's going, but all I know is it stars some amazing talent. Ali Lakowski, Sam Lakowski, Lion Beckwith, Jasmine Guillermo, so many people. Uh, forgive me if I if I forget your name or don't mention it. Uh, this project looks incredible, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, trailers are out. From- 
Okay, I think we just lost Daniel. I don't know what happened there. So let me see if I can bring him back in. I'll have him dial in. All right. Hold on, folks. I don't know what happened there. Okay. We got this old East German equipment here, folks. So just uh, hang on. Let me see if I can bring him back in. And this interview was really getting good, too. Okay, I see him. He's uh, joined us, rejoined us. Here we go. Hey, and Daniel, Errol, you're back. Yeah, you had oh, so much energy. There was so much awesome happening. I, the, the call couldn't take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't okay. even know what the last thing you heard was. Yeah, you just dropped, you dropped off there. Uh, you were just in the middle of talking all your, your projects. You, went, you were talking about uh, Allie, Allie Lukowski and all the, the great Callan on Corey Sam Williams. Lukowski, yeah. Ryan Beck with Jasmine right. Guillermo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. It's going to be such a fantastic Yeah, Corey project. was on the show really last week. For it. Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, Badass Assassins, uh, you know, Corey was on the show last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I listened to that, and, and yeah. you know what? He's got some cool stuff coming up as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the, the community is staying busy. And uh, I, I guess the last thing that I'll, I'll plug here uh, is uh, a film called The Battle of Ripcord, uh, which I'm really... We're breaking up here a little bit. Uh-oh, we lost him again. Uh-oh, The Battle of Ripcord, okay? So, uh We'll just wait for a second here as he uh, calls. So let's play some music for a little bit here. A little bit of MJ. Until he comes back. There he is. I see him back on the switchboard again. Okay. Man, what did I tell you about those cheap cell phones, man? Hey. You know, you know, it must be just like solar flares or or okay. or fog. Oh, here in LA. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. gosh, I, I was right in the middle of talking about the Battle of Ripcord, and and yeah, this Ripcord. Is a film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a film uh, uh, based on the Battle of Ripcord, uh, which was the last uh, big fight of Vietnam. Uh, so, so I'm really excited about this project, uh, headed up by Shannon yeah. Lanier of uh, Dark Ronin Films. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to get a chance to play somebody who's actually alive, uh, mm. which is a first, you know, for my career. And uh-huh. uh, you know, something in in the in the war genre is is something I've always wanted to do. So I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, I, I wish I could share more information on it. Uh, bring up the word NDA again, but uh, uh, I'll be playing somebody who exists that I can talk to and emulate, and I'm really excited about that. So that, that's kind of everything on the plate for me right now. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put your memory to the test again with uh, one of these phone numbers here. Okay. Uh, we've got somebody on the line, 277. No idea. Let's do it. Uh, 240277. Okay, let's, okay, 277, get ready. You're going to be on the air in about two, about three seconds. Hello, you're on the air. Do. Hello. Yeah. It's, hello. Hey. It's Steve Backus. Steve Backus. Steve hey, Backus. Steve. Yes. What's up, man? Yes, hello, William. Hello, Daniel. How's everybody? Good, Everybody's man. We're fantastic. Man. Except for the Good. fact that my Good. call keeps dropping. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. I heard. I heard. I heard a little MJ in there, uh, you know, filling the filling the gap where, uh, you know, the satellite came crashing down to Earth or something. <laughs> this is one of those where crickets would be really uh, useful. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, hey, William, can you get a sound effect of crickets? You know, <laughs> just uh, just just for those those gaps, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I need to bring that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just calling to wish you well and congratulations on everything you're doing and uh I mean I mean we're all we're all really proud of you and really proud that you lost your earthquake virginity over there in LA, you know. I mean a DC <laughs> earthquake uh, uh, DC earthquakes the earthquakes don't count, you know. <laughs> uh Stephen Backus, everybody, a childhood friend of mine. Uh we went to school together and have had the privilege of of doing a couple films together and, and, and other such things. Steve is a, a, an accomplished theater actor and 
uh, someone who I, I absolutely love to pieces and, and miss as one of my aforementioned friends uh, of many that I've that I've left behind. <laughs> oh, stop! This is your show. Come on, come on. <laughs> hey, you called in to say hi, so I gotta you, I gotta pay respect where it's due. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And I want you to know I'm kicking 34's ass for you. Just just so you know, it kicks back. You know. Do it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> you you go out there and you kick LA's ass for me. <laughs> I will, I will, I will kiss it, then kick it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, best wishes, break legs, take care, love you, man. Thanks, Steve. Take it easy, man. Okay, Bye. man, Steve. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you, William. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so let's move on to Sparks. Man, how did you get Sparks? Sparks. Oh, my goodness. What a fun project. Um well, Sparks, it's, it's directed by Chris Foligno, uh, who I've known for many years. Um, one of my first big L.A. experiences uh, was coming out for E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, in 2006. And uh, uh, it was Christopher Foligno who actually got me my ticket to go in, uh, where I met so many people and got to interact with Activision, uh, where you know I got the role for, for Transformers. So, so Chris has been a, a long-standing friend of mine and a real powerhouse in the entertainment industry. Uh, his company produces commercials, and uh, you know this is, I believe, his second uh, feature film. His first one, I think, was Gamers. And uh, let me tell you something. What this guy did on a budget and with time constraints uh, – is just it's it's astounding. Uh, he he compiled a, a, an incredible cast, including Clancy Brown and Clint Howard, William Cat, Ashley Bell, so many amazing people. Uh, and you know was kind enough to ask me if I wanted to be in on it. Uh, at the time, I wasn't here in L.A., so you know it wasn't uh, conducive for me to be able to do something on screen. Uh, but he invited me to do some some really important voiceover for the film, uh, and it was really really exciting. And and it's doing really well. Uh, people seem to really like it. Uh, it's a superhero noir film for people who don't know about it. Uh, there's a whole comic book series, a graphic novel, and uh, I I can't see anything but success coming from this project, and hopefully a sequel. So uh, we'll see. And if there is one, then you know maybe Chris will be kind enough to let me in it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw it. It was a fantastic film, uh, very inventive, uh, very good use of special effects, and a good storyline, too. It uh, kind of put me in mind of the, the Watchmen a little bit. Yeah, it, it's very reminiscent of Watchmen, uh, Sin City. Uh, it's got that really creative look to it, uh, which, you know, again, considering it was uh, a, a film on a tight budget with a tight schedule, I, I'm absolutely amazed at the, at the quality that Chris and his team was able to put out at uh, Sideshow Productions. Uh, such an incredibly talented group of people, and I hope I can work with them again. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, let's see. So now what advice would you give to uh, actors moving out to L.A.? Uh, brace yourselves. <laughs> Um, LA is its own its own beast. It is its own entity, and it's a very different vibe out here uh, than you know what I'm used to. Uh, I, I'm getting along just fine. It's a place just like any other, uh, but you know you you need to be prepared uh, not only for uh, relocation and and you know all the logistical things that go with that, but you know also bracing yourself for. Uh, probably the most excruciating amount of rejection that you will face in your life. Uh, mm. You know, this is this is where it all is. This is where everybody goes, unless you're, you know, going to New York or elsewhere. But uh, this is this is the hub. This is this is where you go if you're aspiring to to greatness. And you know, for me, my own personal choice to come out here. Um, you know, I, I sacrificed a lot to do that. I, I like I mentioned before, family, friends. Uh, a career in in film production um you know justin and i have done a lot of great things with Light entertainment and i've had the the privilege of being involved in so many great productions and you know i moved away from all that i moved away from all those opportunities that i created for myself uh in the hopes that all the networking that i've done over the past decade and all the 
the experience that I've gained will help me uh, and give me an edge and advantage that uh, you know maybe somebody uh, wouldn't have. So so you know that's that's really what LA is all about. It's it's bracing yourself for a brand new experience and uh, you know preparing yourself for some of the hardest work. Uh, that you will ever face. Uh, it is it is an uphill battle, and you need to be uh, able uh, and willing to meet that challenge, and you know financially be stable because uh, there are costs out here. You got to take workshops. Mm. You've got to reproduce your headshots, get comp cards, get business cards. I still need to update my own website, but I, you know that's another cost involved in things. If you're a union member, you got to maintain your union dues. Um, you know, and again, just networking, you know, going to see shows, uh, uh, you know, making friends and, and, you know, doing things that they would like to do and, and, you know, getting the exposure that you need so people, you know, have your, your name on the tip of their tongue. Uh, it's, it's very involved and, and it's quite difficult, but uh, I'll tell you something, I, I'm loving it so far. I, I think all the things that I've done to prepare myself for, for this time uh, – is just it's what I needed to do, and and I feel like I'm where I need to be. So uh, I, I'm super excited about this this new chapter of my life. What are some ways that uh, show business is different in LA as opposed to DC? You know, uh, in DC, um, it's a lot of creative people who want to do something bigger than themselves. And, mm. and the vibe in D.C., uh, you know, in Maryland, the, the, the whole DMV area is the creative upstart. Um, these are the people who have the ideas and, and maybe don't necessarily have the means but are going to find a way to do it no matter what. Really mm-hmm. creative, inspiring people come out of D.C. And in L.A., you have the same thing, but it's on such a bigger scale. Um, I mean, this is this is where all the creative people go. Like for me, out out in the DC area, uh, I would get excited if I saw uh, uh, any type of film production, you know, out on a corner somewhere. Maybe somebody's got a little DSLR and they're filming with a light or two, and and I would always get excited about that. And one of the first things when I came out here, uh, you know, I went to go get some food was a major production filming on the corner you know, and, and, you know, blocking traffic and doing this. And it was just kind of like, oh, you know, another day in the life. So it's commonplace out here. All those little magical moments in the, in the, the DMV, it's here all the time. You are living in it 24-7. And uh, it, it's, it's, there's so much exposure to it. It's, it's really incredible. But uh, I couldn't be happier to be doing that. So very, very succinct difference. Uh, bigger scale. Lots of people, lots of competition. Uh, it's just, it's fun. To me, it's fun. Mm. Now, why didn't you make the jump to New York? The New York. Um, you know, I, I love New York. I love, uh, you know, all my, my acting friends from New York. Um, I, I always got the feel that New York was more closely tied to theater, uh, commercial, um soap opera, you know, those kinds of things. And as much as I, you know, love visiting New York, it just wasn't the city for me. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't really open to, to New York's vibe. And, and that's just a personal choice. Um, I really like the way L.A. feels. Uh, the, the weather is nice. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's a, a very different feel. It's a very, very different feel from New York to L.A. And I just, I always felt more comfortable visiting L.A., uh, as opposed to New York, and I think the work is different out here. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, there's a kind of a prejudice that say that uh, I've heard somebody say that uh, out west, everybody's a friend, but they're like, and those same people in the east, maybe you call them acquaintances. Like, uh, you know, people have longer, deeper relations. Well, I'll put it this way. Everybody, it seems like everybody's more chummy-chummy at first out there. Do, do you think people are a little bit more gregarious when you first meet them out there in L.A. as opposed to the East Coast? You know, I'm the type of person, I love, I love meeting new people. I, I love yeah. the art of networking. Um, okay. 
I, I, I think, you know, obviously in, in the DMV, uh, people are really hungry for opportunities, um, but there, there is a slightly different work ethic. Um, so, so people's approaches uh, are different when you meet new people. Out here, you are in the entertainment industry. Pretty much everybody you meet is in some facet of, of the entertainment industry. Um, so, so, you know, people are, are wise to the fact that, you know, an introduction is, is also a business introduction. Um, you know, personally, I always try to approach people as a friend. I, I, you know, I, I don't ever have an ulterior motive when I, when I go to somebody or I want to have a conversation. I genuinely want to get to know the person and see what they're all about. Um, you know, later on I can make the distinction if, you know, they're, they're a good person to be in my life or not, um, you know, or if they'd be someone that, you know, maybe I should follow up with or, you know, something along that, along that nature. But I, I really try to take the approach of being as nice to as many people as I can be, and hopefully, you know, you build up good karma points and they come back to you. Absolutely, absolutely. You've done video game uh, voiceovers. Now, how did you get those gigs? Everybody and his uncle wants to do that. You know, video game work is, is one facet of voice acting that I absolutely love. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, um, job, uh, not only because, you know, you have to act. You have to act to the spec of what the game is and what the director wants. So sometimes, you know, you want to give such a nuanced performance and you've got to get through your lines. You've got to get through your word count. And uh, then you have to go right into screaming. Uh, or dying in multiple different fashions. Um, so, you know, you, you are now being impaled from the left. Uh, you are being decapitated from the right, and a boulder is crushing you, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> over your head. And, and, but, but all these different descriptors, and you, and you think about it, and you're like, well, I've never experienced that, so how do I, how do I make that sound real? And that's, that's uh-huh. really the biggest challenge I see with, with video game work. Um, you know, some of my other credits, I uh, uh, worked on Transformers, uh, the game back in 2007, uh, as Starscream, uh, Hound, and Mixmaster, for any Transformers fans out there. Uh, that was a huge monumental thing for me. Uh, I've worked on games like Runaway 2, Dream of the Turtle, uh, as well as uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Neverwinter, uh, and a few others. Um, but uh, those, those are the big ones, and, you know, they've just been a lot of fun. They've been a lot of fun. They, they, it's absolutely work. You, you, you punch in and do your lines and scream a little bit, and then you're done. And hopefully, you know, people enjoy it afterwards. But uh, uh, breaking into video games uh, is, is difficult. Uh, there, there's no one avenue to get to it. Um, so you just kind of have to, again, network with people that are involved in video games. Uh, I know out in D.C., Bethesda Softworks is out there. Uh, in fact, I think one of the people that works there is another Daniel Ross. Um, so, you know, seek out people from, from you know, the, the, the video games uh, in the industry that you admire and, and network with them and talk to them, and sooner or later you will, you will find exactly where you need to go to get what you want. Um, so, so video games, a lot of fun, a lot of work, uh, and if you're interested in getting into them, uh, definitely, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's really cool. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think I read somewhere that the video game industry is—I think they make more, they gross more than uh, than the box office now. It's, it's really—it's—it's it's, it's insane how many video games they have out there and uh, how popular they've become. Well, I think the medium has changed. Uh, you know, mm. from the days of of I still remember getting my first Nintendo and being wowed at the graphics. Uh, when I played, you know, Mario Brothers for the first time, um, you know, after playing Pong and, and, you know, things like that. So, so the medium has changed. They are their own uh, cinematic universes. They're, they're their own movies. And it's no surprise that a lot of video games now get turned into uh, movies because it's almost synonymous at this point. Um, you know, the, the voice actors and the performers that do mocap and other such things, they are, they are performers like any other. Um, 
you know, they take on a, a unique role, and sometimes they even have their own visage used in the video game. They have their face implanted on the character, and they're acting. They are actually acting, uh, much like uh, Andy Serkis in Lord of the Rings as Gollum. Uh, it, it's it's a whole new medium. It's a it's a new experience, and I think video games just they they keep growing with people's demand for for you know bigger, badder entertainment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, we're going to go back down memory lane a little bit to a few years ago, back to okay. Lovely Molly, Lovely Molly, Lovely so Molly. Your, yeah, your character in that movie. <laughs> Lovely Molly, uh, this was uh, a really big film, in my opinion, uh, from director Eduardo Sanchez, a good friend of mine, uh, executive producer on Ninjas vs. Monsters, and of course the director of the Blair Witch Project, uh, who can forget. Um, this was uh, one of those rare opportunities where you know Ed had seen the Ninjas movies and said, yeah, man, you're really good, I, I like what you do, you want to come be in my movie? And I'm like, uh-huh, yes, I do. <laughs> um, so you know, he he invited me on, and I had an opportunity to play the uh, the annoying camera guy uh, at the beginning of the movie uh, at this wedding, and uh, it was fun. We we spent a full day, uh, you know, having laughs and uh, improvising, and uh, you know, spending time with really really talented people. And I, I think the finished product uh, is really something that 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 quite frankly put Ed back on the map. Uh, you know, after so many years with, you know, Blair Witch, he had some great other films. Um, but, uh, you know, this particular one, I, I think, really got everybody's attention. And he's got another one coming out called uh, Exists, which is a found footage Bigfoot film. Uh, I, I've seen the rough cut of this film, and it is intense. <laughs> it is really wow. intense. And, you know, I, I think, you know, at the, at the, the thought of a a uh, Bigfoot movie, you know, people tend to chuckle a little bit, but it takes a master like Ed Sanchez to be able to make it really scary and terrifying. Um, so I, I'm excited for people to see it. I'm not involved with that one, but uh, it's really cool, and it was such a cool experience working with Ed uh, and, uh, you know, maintaining a friendship with the guy. We we, we still talk. Yeah. Yeah, you, he's been on this show uh, at least one time. Uh, he's talking about Exist, uh and yeah, that sounds intense. That's uh, looking forward it to that. It really one. is, so, and I hope when it comes out, everybody will check it out. I do too. I do too. Yeah, that's that. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. Just like uh, this. This is a hell of a name, Nikki Caprici. Nikki Caprici. Tell me about him. Uh, back in uh, <laughs> Nikki all the Caprici. Games. Nikki Caprici. Yeah. This. <laughs> I I had a uh, a fun role in this movie called All in the Game. Uh, yeah. uh, directed by Gary Ugaric, and uh, this was th this project was only supposed to be a segue. It was it was like a, a practice run uh, before we worked on a movie called Deadlands Three, which was a big uh, zombie apocalypse movie. And uh, it just turned out that the the vibe and and the energy that the the cast and the team had was was big enough that Gary was like, screw it, let's just let's just make this a full length feature. And uh, lo and behold, all in the game. Uh, also known as uh, Thug Life, uh, was born. And, uh, uh, you know, I had such a great cast to work off of. Uh, another uh, DC actor, uh, Chris Clanton, uh, is out here in L.A. Uh, from all the game. Uh, Dominique Spencer and, and uh, so, so many other guys uh, um, that I had the privilege of working with. And it was a fun little film. It was a fun little film. I, I think it's available online. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it was uh, all black and white. Uh, it was like I say a lot. Of, it was like a who's who of all the DMV talent was in that picture. And that, sort of the yeah, it was it was a gritty, gritty little you know Baltimore. Uh, yeah, you know, almost felt like The Wire. Uh, it was a really gritty you know gangster. Yeah, film. Uh, and uh, I, I thought really well done. You know, for what it was again, a, a low budget feature. Uh, that was elevated by the performances that was in it and, and by a director who, who really wanted to have fun. So, so I got to play uh, the son of the Italian mob boss uh, who gets kidnapped uh, for ransom, and uh, things, things go in a very interesting direction. I won't spoil it. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned... Uh... The Wire, The Wire. Now that's, now that's going back for you, like, 
God, uh, 10, 11 years ago now. So that's, that's uh, old school, man. Yeah, that's old school. Well, I used to people. This all used to in this area. That's all they used to talk about the wire. Everybody was on the wire. So um, you did. You know, it was it was one of those projects that, that really helped define uh, the area for a while. It was it was bread yeah. and butter for a lot of actors, and a lot of yeah. us were really sad when it ended. But you know, it was a great show. It it, it ran its run and. You know, it was it was really fun to 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 work on it, and you know, I'm I'm proud of the fact that I was able to get a chance to do that while my career was still starting. Uh, you know, just to just to be on set and be in awe of everybody, and and meet Idris Elba and you know all these other great people uh, that that worked on it. It was just it was such a cool experience starting out as an actor uh, to have a chance to to mingle. You know, and and see it in action, and to say, you know, now in hindsight, hey, I did that, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and you say you you, you mingled, but I, I could have, I would imagine that you learned the process. I mean, like the process of filmmaking. Um, you know, for for the wire, I was primarily an extra. Um, right, uh, there right. There was, I think, observed. one or two instances where I was a stand-in as well. But, you know, when you're an extra, you, you are, the, the motto is hurry up and wait. Uh, you're, right. you're shuttled to the set, you do what you do or you don't, and you're shuttled right back to holding. So there's not much that you can really glean, in my opinion, uh, by oh, being okay. an extra. Um, but, you know, other experiences, I, I worked on Ladder 49, excuse me, as a, a, a stand-in for, for Joaquin Phoenix and Jay Hernandez, and I got to work on that for a couple months. Um, so literally my lifestyle was go to work in the morning, go to Baltimore, stay overnight, come home and shower, rest for a couple minutes, go back to work, go back to set, come back home, shower, eat. You know, that was my life for a couple months. But when you're a stand-in, nobody's shuttling you anywhere. You're, you're the second unit. You're part of the crew. <laughs> And you get, to, yeah. you get to mingle and you get to talk to people. And I loved, I loved my experience doing that because I got a chance to interact with, you know, some of these people and, and you know, talk to them and, and share in some of their experiences. And I think that's really where I started to learn uh, about the filming process. Obviously, I learned a lot from, you know, producing the Ninjas films uh, and uh, producing Your Dead and, and, uh, and others, but... Um, you know that that was that was the the building blocks of where I started to learn. You know, piece A goes to piece B, and this is what happens at this time, and this is the person who does that. Oh, that's what a dapper does. You know, all these different things. So, so that was where I kind of got the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're coming up toward the end of the show. So I want you oh, to no. get a little. Yeah, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> We're having too much fun. Time, time passes so quickly when you're having fun. But now, well, hey, do, do, we, do we have any other callers that uh, want to jump in real quick? Um, let's see. No, I think, it's, I think we might have exhausted our callers. Uh, I'll just throw this out there. Anybody <laughs> listening, you can dial in 347-884-8997, 347-884-8997 to See, see that's the moment. Show. That's the moment where where you realize it's like, yeah, I can't wait to talk to more people who wanted to call in and talk to me, and there's nobody there. Hey, <laughs> here's somebody calling in. Let's see the switchboards are lighting up. Oh okay, no! Now, oh no! Now let's see who's going to be embarrassed this time. Uh, Eric code eight one seven. Let's do it. You want to do it? Okay, okay. Eight one seven. Wish I had a producer here, but I'm going to bring you on in. All right, here goes nothing. Hello, you're on the hello, you're on the air. Oh. Hey. Who's calling? This is who's Danielle on the line? Danielle, who's that? Yeah, Danielle's in Texas. Hey, Danielle's Danielle from Texas. Texas. Hey, what's what's the question? Um, I'm sorry, I totally just got off work and saw the post. Uh, okay, no problem, no problem. Take your time, take your time. We were talking about ninjas and monsters and earthquakes and Fabio and all kind of good stuff. <laughs> Don't make it. <laughs> so Lady S said to ask questions about Enoch. So you're going to be doing the Enoch TV show? Yes, I, I'm going to be playing uh, Nikolov, 
uh, who is uh, the the uh, uh, bad guy. I, uh, although I can't really say he's a bad guy. He's kind of a, a firm shade of gray. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Mikulov is, is a very interesting character that I'm excited to play. And uh, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so cool playing off of Gareth David Lloyd. I mean, it's Yonko, Torchwood. How, how cool is that? It is. I love – I know it's always – cliche to love the bad guy because you just have to feel for him but what do you um what are you going to take your inspiration straight from that or are you just going to take some cues from lady s about it you know it's one of those things that uh i i need to get a chance to really go over the script i've read the book and i i fell in love with the character that was in the book and uh, as soon as I get a chance to really see the script and how it's going to play off the other characters, you know, that's when I'm really going to start uh, formulating uh, some of the nuances that I'll bring to the character. But I can tell you right now, I, I, I love this character so much, and I know that the fans of the book love this character so much, so no pressure. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's going to be a really fun experience and I, I can't wait for you guys to see uh, this production that, that Lady S and her team are putting together uh, it's going to be great I, I believe they just signed on a director Chris Hansen uh, so so I'm going to be really excited to work with this guy uh, and uh, you know see see where it goes hopefully fa- fans you know, like yourself and, and everyone else will, will make it big that's exciting do you know I guess they probably haven't blocked out how they're going to do the episodes or not. I'm sorry, my cat's about to attack me. <laughs> Does your cat want to get on the line? <laughs> wow. Uh, That's a call. I have a question for Mr. Ross. That's an excellent question. I do like Chex Mix. Thank you. Yes. Have you experienced a lot from the fans over, like, a vast variety of fans from all over the place, or? Uh, I, I didn't hear the first part of your question. Uh, have you gotten to know and gotten to, uh, to get to know, like, all the fans from all over the place? Are you going to oh start goodness. coming to the conventions with everyone else? You know, in terms of going to the conventions, that that's going to be up to the team. Um, you know, if they'd like to have me, I'm more than willing to come out there and, and support the project. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been getting to know the fans really, really well uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. The, the book is amazing, but Lady S has some ravenous fans who, who love this property and love this franchise. I mean, she's writing another book right now. Uh, as far as I know, the, the, the TV miniseries will continue on, uh, you know, and, and I, I couldn't be happier to be a part of it. Um, it. It really takes a strong fandom and, of course, some really strong core material to, to have this kind of combination happen, and, and I, I'm just thrilled about it. I, I like getting to know people, so I, I want to meet all these fans. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, no thanks problem. for calling in, Danielle. Yeah, no Thanks problem. For okay. Thanks for still All right. doing it. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right, good night. Night. All right. Yeah, so like I was saying, um, I wanted to get into, I mean, I think, you, man, you, you've, I'm really impressed with your career and what you've been able to do in a short period of time. And Thanks, this man. is kind of a hope. It's kind of a hokey question, but I guess, I guess the best way I can ask the question is, what's your, what's been your guiding philosophy as you've built your career? And what, if you could, if you could lay out in a couple yeah. of sentences, what's been you your know, philosophy to build? You know, to build something. I, uh, my motto, and all my friends know this. My motto is, it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Um, I had been in a position for a very long time where I wasn't getting the opportunities that I wanted. I I wasn't uh, living the life that I wanted, Uh and nobody, you know, was was giving it to me. And you can't go through life just expecting that someone's going to hand something to you. You have to go out and get it. And in order to get it, you have to be willing to think outside of the box and, and surround yourself with like-minded individuals, and I've been very fortunate 
uh, to surround myself with with such amazing people. Uh, my my best friends in the whole wide world: Justin Timpain, Jasmine Guillermo, Devin and Jay Saunders. I, I have so many: Stephen Backus, Mitch Marvel, who called in. Uh, all these people back out east who who have supported me from day one. I I wouldn't have been able to do what little I feel I've done without their their support. Uh, and likewise, my parents, my family, uh, my mother and my father have been very supportive of what I've done. My sister, always supportive. Uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't be more thankful to have that. Uh, my dad always said, I want you to be a lawyer. And I, and I told him, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll play one on TV someday. We can, we can compromise, okay? Um, <laughs> I like that. But, uh, yeah, my, that's my motto. If, if you want it, go out and get it. And, and don't let obstacles stand in your way. Don't let, uh, you know, laziness or, or you know, self-doubt uh, prevent you from getting what you want because those are really the only big obstacles. And if I have an opportunity in my career at any point, it's that I want to give back. I want to, you know, usher in the next generation once I've done what I've done and, and, and pave the way for, you know, like-minded individuals to see success. I, I, I feel so at home when I have an opportunity to, to introduce someone, you know, to, to somebody important and, and make a difference in their lives and, and foster, you know, that creativity. That just, that fulfills me. So, so somewhere down the line, I, I hope I can do more of that. I'm, I'm excited that I have a chance kind of with ZCon, you know, for, for the charitable aspect. Uh, this movie, hopefully, we're, we're hoping, uh, is going to raise about a quarter million for those, for those charities. Uh, Mike Doherty's last film, Brown Coast Redemption, raised 117000 plus. Uh, for the charities, so so you know we're we're looking to do bigger and better this time, and I just I couldn't be happier to be a part of something like that. That was just so inspiring. I I felt like I was listening to an Oscar speech there. That was that was really great. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, my Oscar speech is I'd like to thank all the people. No, really, the that lollipop. I'd like to thank you. <laughs> that was powerful, Daniel. Okay, so let's wrap up, man. Let's talk about uh, how fans can keep up with you, man. Uh, you know what? If, if anybody would like to keep up with me, uh, I'm freely available on Facebook. I, I have a fan page on there that you can like and you know send me a message, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, you can see trailers on YouTube uh, for pretty much all of my projects. Uh, I just released a, a cool little demo reel that uh, showcases some of my recent work. And, uh, you know, stay tuned to to Inside Acting with, with Mr. Powell here. And, uh, you know, he'll keep you updated. And, uh, you know, just thank you for, for following me and, and listening to, you know, what I have to say and, and enjoying whatever, you know, work I do on and, and off screen. I, I appreciate it so much. And I hope I can entertain you uh, more and uh, uh, for for years to come, I think that would be great. I, w- I want to entertain you so hard. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Okay. <laughs> well, Daniel, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, keep knocking them dead, man. I will do my best to make you, make you guys proud. And if anybody who called in didn't get a chance to, to talk, uh, please find me on Facebook, and let's let's pick up the conversation. I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, man, well, you have a great night. Thanks so much, William. Take care, everybody. Love you, DC. You as well. All right, bye-bye. And let me leave you with this quote, uh, dear listeners, from Abe Lincoln. My policy is to have no policy. Night.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.